welcome back to Big Ideas for Small Business. I once again am your guest host, Jesse Dante, and once again we'll be interviewing the maestro of Big Ideas for Small Business, Mr. Tim Hayden. Tim, welcome back. Jess, again, you know, this is it's great to be on the other side of this. We need to let you continue to be the, the host. Maybe you don't need to be the guest host. Maybe you need to be the <laughs> host. Uh, oh, no. no you do a great job, my friend. Well, thank you. I, I'm, I'm happy to be in your shadow, though, I, I must admit. Um, and I will tell you that I have gotten so much out of our last podcast that I'm excited and I have mixed emotions because I'm a little bit sad that we're coming to the end of this series. Um, but last time as we talked to him, you kind of led us through the balance at work and family. And I know for people out there that care about this kind of stuff, there's just so many nuggets that we could harvest from that and take away from that. And it gets me excited today as we come to the third and final chapter of this talking about the self circle. And you and I obviously have uh, met outside of this and, and worked together as friends and, and family in the community. And you know, it's just been such a big deal in our life. You actually helped me personally uh, get the balance in my life uh, that we're talking about today. So as we talk about this podcast, one of the things you mentioned to me is you're going to kind of set the ball on the tee for us and give us five points of how you can build that self-circle. So not to take away from any more time, but why don't you go ahead and, and lay down for us what we can do to be better and balanced in our self-life? You know, well, uh, well again, um, Jess, God wants to build you and me to last. Um, you and I are God's masterpiece. We're his workmanship. And God's, we're God's work of art. You know, Ephesians 2.10 reminds us we are God's masterpiece so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Uh, I want to make a plug just um, briefly that we had, we've been in a series at church called Built to Last, and it finished up yesterday. Um, and on the 19th of March, we had Dan Leanne, who is actually coming on staff at our church, but he came and preached about um, being built to last in your work. And his, the name of it was work, 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 work. It was great. But a couple of things. And so I want to I want to I want to challenge our listeners to take some time. And this can be to help you work on yourself. Take some time to go to newspring.cc and go search sermons and you can find Dan's sermon. Because some of these notes, these notes that I'm going to talk about right now came from the sermon that he preached. So work is a blessing. God's a worker. You know, Genesis 1-1 talks about that. Work has a purpose. And we, at, at work, we want to cultivate beauty to reveal his glory. And God blesses a great, a good work ethic. He honors good work ethic and our work ethic and our hard work honors God. God blesses a good rest ethic. You know, we're, we're, Jess, we're, we're, uh, we're taping this on a Monday morning. I had a great rest day yesterday. So I think that it's important that we need to have a good rest ethic. Work isn't everything. And we worship God through our work. So um, God has, he has something that maximizes our skills, personality, experiences, passions, and compassions in a way like no one else ever could. And understanding our work life through God's eyes, I think is very important. And that, on a personal note, that is, and when I'm talking about all this spiritually, this is personal. You know, this is our personal relationship with Jesus. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, if you're one of our listeners, that is the most important decision that I personally think a person can make. So I know that we're here talking about 
balance in life. And I'll, I'll go ahead and say it now. I actually had wrote it down. I was going to say at the end, we've talked about work. We've talked about family. And today we're talking about self. But the circle that keeps all three of those together is our relationship with the, with, with the Lord. I think that's very important. So make time to be our best. Well said. And I want to just chime in real quick and kind of let the listeners know that if you haven't heard of New Spring, it's one of the fastest and biggest growing churches in America. And I just, and Tim knows this as well. There's so many people that have been touched in our community from their ministry and their outreach. And it really is a blessing. And I really want to encourage you to go take a listen to that as well. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. We gave our church so, a, a free plug. Wasn't intended on doing that, but it's great. You know, and, and uh, New Spring Church was was founded in our home, in our home, in where we live, in our town of Anderson, South Carolina. So, so it's cool. Very good. So, with that understood, and knowing that that's what's holding us together, and by the way, I would wholeheartedly agree with Tim and every point that he's made. We're going to start building uh, self, and so. As you go through and you've made sure that as you balance your personal self-life, what's the five biggest takeaways you can give our listeners today that's really going to help them fortify their self-bubble? You know, um, the first thing, and if you're taking notes, here, here's, here's, here's number one, unplug. Our society today is all about instant information and instant communication. You know what? You don't have to be connected 24-7. I know that and it's at, when I go to bed, my phone is not beside my bed. It is in our bathroom. You know what? I don't have to be connected. If somebody needs me, I mean, here's the thing. If somebody needs something, we still actually have an old home. We still have a home phone number. And um, <laughs> not many people do. Most people have cell numbers, but we still have a home phone. So if anybody in our family needs to get in touch with us, you know, they know they can call our home number. There's one in our bedroom and we'll answer it. So, but from telecommuting to programs that make work easier, technology has helped our lives in many, many ways. But it's also created expectations of constant accessibility. That's why I just mentioned the work day never seems to end. You know, there are times when you should just shut off your phone and enjoy the moment. Phone notifications interrupt our off time and interject and un an uncurrent of stress in your system. Uh, so you don't need to be texting or uh, listening to a voicemail or talking to someone when you're at your kid's soccer game or at a sporting event with your family. Uh, you, need to be, you need to be focused on the moment. And you know what? Leave your phone in your vehicle. I think it's a big deal. You know, um, one thing that we want to make quality time, true quality time. You know what? You being a, you being a, one of your kids, uh, sporting events and you being texting or talking to somebody that's not that's not quality time you know so, uh, and don't react to updates from work you'll be developing a strong habit of resistance um i'm sorry of I, i'm reading my notes i read that wrong <laughs> well tim i want to jump in there real quick i jump in i actually i just actually read an article last week and it was so uh compelling and it talked about people that get an email, they get a text and they, they stop what they're doing. They stop their thought, what they're doing, and they get right into what was that? You know, you hear the ding and you want to check it. And it takes 30 minutes for the average person to get back in the mind frame that they were in. And, and you think about during a workday, how many times or, you know, how profitable 
can that time be for you if you're taking 30 minutes to get in and out of your mind frame, in and out of work all day long? Same thing at your sporting events for your children. You're sitting there, you're enjoying it, and all of a sudden it comes a text or an email that could just absolutely rob your joy, you know, if it's not the news you wanted to hear or something like that. So I, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I'll give you an example. And you know what? Um, uh, and the word I was trying to say, we can have fun with this, was resilient. Resilient. I'm still saying it wrong. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Resilient. My Clemson education is not working really good today there, Jim. <laughs> anyway, we'll edit that out of here. So edit. Uh, hopefully we will. Anyway, if not, we our listeners can laugh and have a good time because we do love to have fun. Right, my friend? Yeah, we certainly do. Anyway, so, um, you know, but I think that um, I had an email that came over from a customer Friday afternoon. I did not. You know what? I didn't open it till this morning because I said, you know what? I'm not going to mentally go somewhere that may it, it may bother me this weekend. So I didn't read it. It came in like at 4.30 on Friday. So you know what? I didn't read it. So it's those kind of things. But you know what? The thing, the thing that I – when talking about unplugging – when my, when my kids were young is that when I would come home, I would have the weight of work on my shoulders. When I open that door and they run to me and run in my, run to my arms, it's like that, all that just melted away. And I think that you need to make sure that you and be present mentally as well as physically when you're with your family. I think that it's, you know, and you need to have that time. I think it's extremely important. Hey, the next, um, the next point is exercise. And I know I'm sitting here and I'm speaking to my great friend, Jess, and, uh, you know, he needs to work on that. Now, he told me he had a great run last week. You know, he got up really early and went and ran and ran in the rain. That's what I'm talking about, my friend. You ran in the <laughs> rain. You know? I must tell you, four days in a row now, four days in a row. Not in the rain, but I ran four okay. days in a row. That's great, man. You know, but you know what? Um, you know, as, as leaders in, in, in our business, but if you are, if you're a leader in your business, the stress and all a lot of times can be just absolutely overwhelming. So, you know what I do CrossFit, I lift weights and I run, I call that Tim time. I do that to where I can keep balance because if I don't, if I don't physically take care of my body mentally, I'm going to run it. I'm going to run it dry. And I think that it's important to keep that balance. So I try to work out, you know, I try to lift weights three days a week, and I try to run about three days a week. In reality, I'm running about two days a week right now, but I try to run three. So, you know, um, so exercise is an effective stress reducer and reliever, I would say. It pumps feel-good endorphins through our body and helps lift our mood. Uh, I don't have a – you and I both have um, – we have uh, – we're positive dogs. We have positive personalities. And go read Positive Dog by John Gordon. It's a great read. Our listeners can listen to it could read it in one night. So it's about the, it's about the power of being positive, but you want to dedicate a few chunks of time each week to your, to what I call Tim time. So, or just time or um, whatever listener your name is, you need to have that time on your calendar and get away and do whatever. It may be fishing. It may be golf. It may be something, you know, but um, something that you can be active and participate in things. So, you know, I think that's very important. Um, the third key is limit time wasting activities and people. You need to identify what's most important in your life. This will be different for each person. 
determine firm boundaries so you can devote quality time to these high priority people and activities. So, hey, Jess, I'm going to raise my hand right now and say, you know what is, you know what is the most important thing to me is my quiet time first thing in the morning. So this morning I got up and you know what I did? I read a devotional, I journaled, and then I prayed. I think last time we talked, I may have did it in the opposite. I may have prayed first, then journaled, and then read my devotions. And I mix it up from time to time, but my day is not complete. If I don't do that, it's like I'm missing it. I just, it's like something is missing. So that's something that's important to me. Uh, as we say in the South, you know, uh, we like to eat supper. You know, Jess, you may eat dinner if you go with a customer. If I go with a customer, I may eat dinner. But you know what? It's important that we, my family, we sit around the supper table. I've got a planning meeting today, this afternoon, probably from 3.30 to 6.30 or so. So, you know, my, my, my sweetie, as we call her, Dawn, she said, but I really was looking forward to all of us sitting down and eating supper this evening. So, you know what? I need to make that. I need to make sure that I'm there. I make, I make it so we all can eat as a family because it's good that we, you know what? We sit around the table and we eat and we find out how everybody's doing. I think those are very important things. So from here, determine what needs to be trimmed from your schedule. If email sends you into a time-wasting spiral, Establish rules to keep on task, possibly turning off email notification and relying and replying in batches during limited times throughout the day. I'll tell you, I think there's more time wasted in checking email and text messages and notifications on phones than probably anything else during the work environment today. I think that it's just, and you need to be disciplined to check it at certain times of the day. If you find your time being gobbled up by less constructive people, find ways to diplomatically limit their interactions. So I think that, uh, and again, you need to be very specific on you know, what's wasting your time. And I think time management, we could have a whole podcast about time management. Maybe that's an idea for the future. So the, uh, the, fourth, um, the fourth note is, uh, a fourth bullet point, if you will, is change structure in your life. Instead of trying to do it all, Focus on activities that you specialize in and value most. Do things, as you're, if you're a leader in your business or a leader at home, whatever it may be, um, do things that only you can do. And delegate or outsource everything else. Delegating can be a win-win situation. Jess, I had, a, uh, I had a call last week with one of the leaders in our church. And I was talking about, you know, we're really looking at changing our org chart here and just doing changing it up to give, we, we have to create margin for our managers and even margin for me. And it was really cool that, um, to talk about if you get a great, uh, executive assistant or assistant, they can almost double your time. They can duplicate you. They can represent you in meetings instead of yourself. And you're able to get a lot more things done. So I think that is really great. And, you know, some examples that I have, that I have found that I have won with is that, you know what, Jess, I'll check my email. I'll check my phone first thing in the morning. I've got a great um, executive assistant that helps me. You know what? She does that for me. You know, she'll give me a morning update and a lunchtime update and an evening update. Now I will say, if I'm sitting at my desk, if an email comes up, I may see it pop up. I may not read it, but I may see it pop up, you know, but have someone else do that. You don't have to respond to your emails all the time. You know, you can have someone else do that for you. So I think that, um, you know, you know, in a, I've, 
mention it here on our podcast, but I'll repeat it. Uh, we need to be, I need to work on the dollar task, not the nickel task. And there's a lot of nickel tasks that we can all delegate to other people and focus on the things only we can do. And as leaders, there's two things that we cannot delegate. We cannot delegate vision and we cannot delegate culture. And, you know, that's the things we need to be spending time on, you know. Um, so I think that's, a, that's very important. Uh, fifth and final point is start small. Um, starting small allows you to experience some success. So you may have one thing that you're doing that, you know what, give up one thing and see how it goes. And then after that, um, uh, if you have a success in that, then you can turn around and you know what, then you can start delegating and letting things loose even more. But I think, you know, you, you just got to try it. You know, one thing that was hard for me to do was to give up my email. But once I did, wow, the freedom with that has allowed me to do a lot more things that only I can do. Uh, I want to challenge our listeners to have some think time on your calendar. I have think time on my calendar. Because um, you know what? If you're working in the business so deeply and not on the business, you're, you're not going to be able to take the culture and vision that you have created or want to create and be able to intentionally work on it. So I think those things are very important. Your, your final point there, Tim, if I can jump in, the start small, just gives me such encouragement because as I listened to the previous four points, every one of them uh, resonated with me. And as any listener would be, you think, well, where do I start? You know, like exercise, and you mentioned I was bragging about me running, which was a horrible run. Um, I, I looked like, I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to talk about what it looked like. I felt terrible. I thought to myself, at least I'm running, you know, put one foot in front of the other and it's getting better and better. It's getting easier and easier. I didn't go try to run a half marathon that day. I just put one foot in front of the other one, ran for about 15 minutes and it felt great. Um, same thing, you know, you said start with the email, start with something, but you're, you're tying it together with, and I think Tim's point for everybody listening was do something, you know, don't just sit here and expect a different outcome if you're not going to do anything differently. If you want to have real change and you want to really have balance in your life, then you need to start, but start small. Don't try to tackle all of this at one time. Just pick out a task and start doing it. So I really do appreciate that, Tim. And as we come to a close here, any final thoughts you want to share with our listeners? Well, first of all, Jess, when you talk about exercise, and one thing I try to do is I try to encourage people. So you know what? If you're, if you're a walker, and you don't jog. You know what? Jog from here to the end of your road, whatever it is. And you know what? Do it again tomorrow or the next day and just go a little bit further. And every time you do it, do a little bit further. And you know what? Before you know it, you're running a mile or you're running two miles or you're running 10 miles or you're doing a half marathon. So, but you know what? Start somewhere and start slow. So I commend you for starting to run again. And you know what? You said that, you know, your first one's 15 minutes, but you know what? show up and do it. Cause I'm telling you, it's going to, it, you know, it creates such positive energy for me. And I think it does for all of our listeners, you know what, to do something, swim, bike, run, fish, whatever it may be, play golf, all those things. Walk. If you play golf, walk and carry your bag. Don't ride on a golf cart. You know, it's those kind of things. So, um, you know, this has been, you know, on a, on a personal note, uh, you know, I'm firmly try really hard, to live a balanced life. Um, you know what? I mess up every day, but I work, I try to be intentional and I try to be very disciplined 
on on making sure that I that I have balance. And you know, if I'm not if I don't if I don't have Tim time, the rest of the things come out of balance. And let me but let me say to our listeners, sometimes you're gonna be out of balance. You know, we've been in a crazy busy season at work here lately. My work circle is a little bit bigger than what I want it to be. But I think I know that and I realize it and we're working on things to put into place to make it better than what it than what it is today. So you go through seasons. So you know what? There may be a season you can work out more than you can at certain times of the year. You know, if you if if some of our listeners are tax people, you know, hey, you know what, April 15th is coming up. They're probably not gonna be able to work out right then, are they? So, you know, they're gonna have to, you know, just 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 get through that season and get on the other side of it. So um, one thing that you know we talked about. Um, you know, our fourth point was change structure in your life. Uh, I, and I plugged this book before, but um, Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McNow, and I think is a, was a book I read last year. And our leadership team is going gonna, is gonna to study that and go through it this year. We've actually read the first few chapters. We've got to discuss that. Is that um, when, I, I, when I read that, one of the comments he said is that everything in the world is important. And that's the way I thought. Everything we do, every little thing we do is important. But actually, if you think that way, nothing's important. You've got to get a few certain things that you want to do and do real well and be good at. And as leaders, those are the things that only we can do. So you need to make sure you're spending the time on those essential things that are important and critical to our, to our personal life, to our work life, to our family life. And again, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier, is that um, uh, you know, we talked about the, the one circle that keeps it all together. It's my, personally, is my relationship with Jesus. But you know what? If we've got some of our listeners that don't know who Jesus is, that's okay. We are really glad and honored that you're here and you're listening to our podcast. We hope you can take some good nuggets away that can help you in your life improve yourself. There's a lot of golden nuggets in these podcasts, and I encourage people to listen to them. Maybe listen to them while you're running. Listen to them while you're exercising. But I also want to echo Tim and thank you for being part of these podcasts and for listening and again, it's coming to a close here for me. It's a bittersweet moment. I have certainly enjoyed being on this side of the microphone with you, Tim. I appreciate all your candid talk and the way you just open your heart and share with us. And um, I want to thank our listeners for being involved in this as well. And um, as we move on to the next chapter, I do want to wet your palates and let you know that the next episode is going to begin a brand new series of having a life coach. And it's, there's so many wonderful things you're going to want to hear in this. As Tim takes back the microphone, uh, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it a little bit more as well. But it is a, a lot of wonderful, wonderful things to come. So once again, it's been an honor, and I thank you, and I thank the listeners. And God bless, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>